BeastNet podcast, sponsored in part by James Safety Services, OCR Buddy, and supported by the fitness community. Here we discuss all things fitness-related, running, rucking, mental health and preparedness, and of course, obstacle course racing. Welcome to the BeastNet. Hey everybody, it's Mike here with BeastNet, and on this episode I have with me Ashley Gudemu. Ashley, tell everyone a little bit about yourself. Well, let's see. I am a comedian and a streak runner. I'm based uh, near Seattle. Mm-hmm. Um, I've ran, as of today, today is my 1,889th day in a row. 989th. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 1,989th. I was going to say, yeah. Because I, I follow you on Facebook and yeah, I was going to say, yeah, it's, it, you're, you're 11 away from 2,000. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so it's pretty cool. I've done it for, so that's five and a half years and some change, almost at uh, day 2000. I didn't think that I would run forever, but I guess I'm just going to run until I die now. Yeah, you know, yeah. Why not? Um, I wasn't a runner in high school or anything like that. I just um, just picked it up five and a half years ago and have been stopped. And I find that a lot. There's a lot of people that I've met that are runners now that were, they're like, yeah, I never ran in school. I never ran in as a kid. I'm, you know, it's like for me, I tell people I played baseball because I had to run 90 feet at a time. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. I played baseball too. I love baseball. If yeah. you go through my elementary school yearbooks where it says, what are you going to be when you grow up? I wanted to be a professional baseball player. Oh, wow. I, that been- I, I loved it. I loved yeah. playing baseball. I was shortstop and pitcher yep. and uh, just... I played it until I played baseball until I was probably 13, 14, and then had to transition to softball. Yeah, that's my daughter was that way. She played till she was about 13 or 14. And then it was kind of one of those where I don't want to say she was forced to play softball, but it was made very obvious that she was the only girl still playing baseball. You know, yeah. and oh. everyone made sure to point it out that like, shouldn't you be playing softball? Shouldn't you be? And it's like, no, she can play whatever she wants until she decides she doesn't want to anymore. So, but eventually she, she chose to, to go to, to softball because of, she got tired of hearing it. Yeah. <laughs> I think that uh, when I was doing it, they were all boys teams. I think I had to change, but I could be wrong, but it was a big transition because no. when I would throw from shortstop to first, my arm was so much like I was so much stronger yeah. that the girl, like they weren't, they weren't used to that. <laughs> so yeah, I didn't, I didn't fit in too well there either, but I wasn't a good runner then. Uh, even the 90 feet or so that it is. But. Yeah. And like I said, that's what I, I played that. And I was a shortstop as well until uh, junior high. And then I got switched out to the outfield, but just because we had like four people that could play shortstop and only a couple of us could play outfield. So I got moved to the outfield, but I still only ran as far as I had to get the ball. And then run, yeah. you know, if I ran more than 90 feet, it means I hit a double. Other than that, it was just, you know. So I had a lot of friends that played soccer and I'm like, you want me to run around for like an hour and a half? No. Intense. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. That's intense. I, you know, I, I really like that I can run now. I can pretty much run 10 minute miles forever. It feels like. Yeah. And when I started running, I was probably 16, 17 minute miles. Um, really, really slow. But I've always been like I've always liked sports and I've always liked doing I've played ice hockey. I've always liked, you know, flag football and things like that. Mm -hmm. But um, just didn't have that endurance to be able to breathe for that long. And that is what it is. It's that breathing, you know, 
And that's, I found because, you know, I mean, I think the last time we saw each other was still when I was like 280 pounds, <laughs> you know, at the last show, I think I went to, I was, I was before I started like really starting to run hard again. And I'm down to 220 right now but oh my goodness that's I've, so amazing <laughs> i've been running almost every day but i mean you know most days but now i get to that point where you don't feel right if i don't go out and run yeah i wonder what so i had this uh car accident in january mm-hmm. and um spun around on the highway three times got hit blacked out on i-5 car was totally totaled and i still ran the next day um so that that didn't break my streak but this, the idea, like, and at the time I was like, I, should I run? What should I do? I went to, had to go to the hospital, went to the emergency room. But it's just that idea of how does it end? Is this going to yeah. be what breaks it after this long? I just couldn't let it happen. And and that is the, the hard part. I think you know, just get to that point. But yeah, like I said, for me, it's one of those I've just gotten to a point where if I don't go out and run, I went and did something with some friends yesterday morning. It was more of a hike. And yeah. then after I got done, I'm like, I was at home and I'm like, I just don't feel... I haven't had that that runner's high yet today, so it's like, well, I'm gonna go out and run another four miles just because. So knocked out, yeah, that's yeah. great. I think it's nice. You can just go out and do it. You don't really need any special equipment. I no. wear um, sandals, running sandals, so it's even less than a shoe. Um, so those are pretty cool. But I like that those are. It doesn't take much. You can just throw them in a bag. Yeah, I've seen those I, on your videos. I mean, how how do you like though? I because. You always see every couple of years where there's a new, a new thing that comes through. Where all of a sudden, you know, for a while there it was the, the the no, the basically barefoot, but it was just kind of a wrapping on your foot. And then you know, then they, you know, every once in a while you see a new thing. But the sandals isn't something that I've seen a whole lot of. Um, how do you, how do you like those? I mean, obviously you like them because you use them daily. But yeah, I've worn this one particular pair for 15 months, and they have over 1,400 miles on them. Um, so that appeals to me that I'm not changing out shoes every 500 miles. Yeah. Um, I like that they're thin, that I can just run through puddles. Um, you know, minimal kind of deal. I, what I used to do was I would run and if my feet, if I was just running in regular shoes, like Hopas or something mm-hmm. like that, I would, um, and my ankles would hurt or some, some issue would happen. I would then run a mile barefoot to see if I could figure out what I was doing with my feet that was making that hurt. And that usually helped me figure it out. Um, But then I moved to the sandals, one, because they're made in Seattle. um, And I thought that was cool when I moved here that, you know, just thought, eh, give it a shot. And um, I just, I I just like the idea that I wasn't having to walk into a shoe store every month and a half and go, oh, okay, I need this another, you know, hundred dollar pair of shoes. That never made me any faster because they're no. not going to. <laughs> no, they're not. I mean, the only thing I ever found with shoes was I used to, when I first started running like 10 years ago before one of my injuries, I got horrible shin splints. Mm. So I went in and, you know, checked and they're like, okay, well, you, I think it's pronate or whatever. I, I run off my, I roll off my, my big toe is what I, I basically run off of. And they're like, yeah, that's, these shoes will correct that. And it did make the, the shin splints go away. But then it's kind of, you know, I've also wondered, okay, is there ways that rather than just getting shoes, can I learn to train a different way to make that go away? And that's kind of the, the way I've been trying to look at it now. Cause it is, that's the, the hard part for me is it's like, you know, I keep track last month I did over 150 miles in a month and 
you know, it's like, okay. And then I'm looking at my shoes going, okay, these are supposed to last for maybe 500 miles. So I bought them right before in the middle of May. So it's like, I've already got over 200 something miles on them. So these are going to be done by the end of, end of July. I'm going to need yeah. a new pair of shoes again. And it's just like, oh, so that, that is the, the hard one. I've thought about the barefoot because I love being barefoot. I'm one of those people. I come home, my shoes are gone. Shoes, socks, everything are off. <laughs> you know, and I will go all day. It's like I pretty much figured out definitely during the pandemic, I don't like shoes and I don't like pants. So there you go. you're just walking around like Donald Duck and Winnie the Pooh. Pretty much. That's, all shirt, no pants. Yep. If I didn't have kids still at home, I would. I really would. So <laughs> uh, the downside. So I like the barefoot idea, too. The downside to that is when you step on things. Yeah. So even with these shoes, um, I've had a needle go through them and go up into my foot. Oh, that does and, not sound good. Uh, yeah, that was, uh, that was unpleasant. That was worrying. It was right in the middle of the pandemic. And I was like, do I really want to go to a hospital right now to make sure that I don't have tetanus? Yeah. But um, I'm still alive, so we're good. That's good. But yeah, I've, I've had a few things, like just sharp stuff that will go through. And um, I've, I've got another pair that I just have to uh, start breaking in. And I have this, they're both the same sandals, but they're a different type. So the one that I had before had a thicker uh, sole, I guess you mm-hmm. could call it. Um, and this one's a little bit thinner. Hmm. So we'll, we'll see how it works out. It t- takes a transition, though, because they're absolutely zero drop. The first month, your calves hurt like they've never hurt before. Oh, I bet. It different muscles. And uh, even now I do um, uh, heel drops on steps where you just lower your, mm-hmm. uh, your heel and then try to build up, try to build up my calves. Cause even though I've worn them for over a year, I, all of me is tight all the time. So I have my ankles are pretty tight. My, and which is, comes from my calves not being strong enough. So I try to build those up and try to get everything more loose and uh, I'm still in physical therapy from the car accident. Uh, so I get some stretching exercises from that. But, um, yeah, I think it's – I wish that I was more flexible. As much as I run, uh, I'm not flexible at all. I can't even touch my toes. Oh, I can't either. And that's one thing that I, I did find um, – because my backstory a little bit. Uh, Ten years ago or 12 years ago, yeah, 12 years ago now, I was 280 pounds and decided to lose it all and started running. And that became the first, my first love of running was when I did that. And, uh, what helped me a lot that time was yoga. At nice. the time, my wife worked at a, uh, at a 24 hour fitness. So I could go in and take all the classes I wanted for free. Oh, that's cool. So I would go in and I started doing yoga twice a week. And oh, it was a huge difference. All of a sudden it's like things started, you know, opening up. And I've been really wondering now if I need to start doing that because I'm having a hip issue. And I'm like, okay, maybe I need to, I start doing the yoga and getting the stretching because that's usually what I find is my issue. Yeah. Yeah. Give that a shot. Yeah. I have tight hip flexors too. They, I was doing a Thomas stretch where you basically hang off the side of something and then pull your knee to your chest. Mm-hmm. That is supposed to help. I don't know. I think it's going to take a long time to loosen me up. Yeah. Um, but I like it. And I, you know, the other aspect I started, do, I started collecting trash while yeah. I was running after the car accident because I couldn't run fast. Um, and the, I went from, I was really transitioning down to do, trying to do all three miles, four miles a day in like the seven to eight minute range. Mm-hmm. And, um, that got blown out of the water by the car accident. So I thought, what else can I do? So I started, um, picking up trash, uh, as I ran along and that, um, helps, I think, because I will, 
I'll, I'll run and pick it up, but I'll also be bending, you know, mm-hmm. and there's some stretching involved in that. So. Oh, yeah. I said, because, yeah, I follow you. So it's really fun to, to, to kind of watch and see some of the stuff that you find. Because every day you, you post a video and then you'll post, you know, pictures of the stuff you find when you're running and the garbage you pick up and some of the random things that you find are, <laughs> are, are quite funny. So, yeah. It is, I like it. I, you know, I wear gloves and uh, for a long time I was only picking up stuff that was really old because I didn't want anything that anybody had recently touched. Yeah. Um, lately I've moved back into the regular just what people are throwing but it is nice i can see areas get cleaned up again and you know um and i get to recycle it and try to figure out how how to you know how what can be recycled what can't be recycled um so i've never really been good at that i grew up on the east coast um and in pittsburgh and i just we just didn't really recycle i don't even remember a recycling truck coming um yeah I can remember when I was younger, we didn't really do it, but I mean, even living here, but it wasn't until, you know, I got into my like teens when all of a sudden it started becoming, you know, I'm a little bit older, I think, than you too. So we got my my teens when all of a sudden it started, you know, oh, we had to start separating things and then, you know, trying to figure out what was and what wasn't recyclable. Yeah, that was, that was always the fun. So, and then you get different places. Like I used to live up in Renton and in Renton, we could recycle everything. Oh, wow. Pretty much you, I mean, not, well, I mean, there was obviously food waste, stuff like that, but food waste, we could even put into like different places for like compost. And then in Puyallup, where I am now, it's like four things. <laughs> like glass, you can't recycle. And there's a few things. It's like, why can't we recycle? We could recycle. Why can't we recycle this? So, I don't understand the glass but, thing. I thought glass, that was always. Yeah, that know, was one of the big like, ones, always. But no, apparently yeah. we're full up on recycling glass. Yeah, what? so. What can you do? Yeah, I I was like, okay, weird. So yeah, it's like one of those things I yell that all the time by my wife because I go to throw something and recycle, and she's like, that's not recyclable, and I'm like, what do you mean it's not recyclable? She's like, no, no, (laughs) trying to save the world. But (laughs) it's funny. My I think my recycling doubled. In fact, I added an extra can because just because it was filling up so fast from all the stuff that's finding. So the person that picks up. The, re- the recycling must just think what what is happening here yeah. this went from not like not that much to a reasonable you know household amount to just overflowing <laughs> <laughs> she's lost her mind she's being responsible no i mean i think it's awesome because i mean i see what you're doing you know picking up the garbage and then i've been you know when i go run i was like oh i'll do the same but unfortunately where I, well i guess it's not unfortunate but where i run it just doesn't seem to be it's a park right across from my house in, in Puyallup that, I mean, they, they have service guys and everything. So every once in a while you'll see something, but there's what a garbage can every hundred feet. That's nice. Yeah. So, so I mean, yeah. Available. Yeah. yeah. That's Usually nice. what I find there is I find the rocks, which I don't know if you're on my Facebook. Every once in a while I'll take pictures of rocks that I find that they paint and put on the side of the. Oh yeah. Those are cool. I they are. Them. I never take them though. I'm one of those. I take a picture and then I'll rehide them somewhere and put them somewhere. I'm like, no. Take a picture. Let somebody else yeah. enjoy it. Let someone else enjoy and find it. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. So, and for the, those listeners that don't know, me and Ashley, we know each other from comedy. So, she she knows me as Brandon Valentine. So, when all of a sudden I started talking to her as Mike James, she's probably like, "What's this that dude doing?" But no. Yeah, so, <laughs> so yeah, so she knows me from comedy. That's how we met. But I kept seeing it all on my Facebook, and I'm like, "This is someone I think would really be a lot of fun to talk to on on Beastnet because you know, I mean the." Just the running and the picking up the garbage and doing great things. So, yeah. I've enjoyed it. It's made a big difference in my life. 
Do you like the BeastNet? Do you want to keep hearing it? Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and more, at BeastNetPod. So I initially started running um, the every day um, to help my husband, or at least just to run with him to prepare for his fitness test because mm-hmm. he's in the Air Force. So I would run with him, and he is tall and doesn't need help. You know, tall, skinny, and fit, doesn't need any help. But I was like, I want to compete because uh, I have to – my marriage is a competition. And <laughs> aren't they all? <laughs> aren't they all? And uh, so – he went away for two weeks and I said, okay, I'm going to run a mile a day. And at the end of this, it's going to be amazing. Yeah. At the end of the two weeks. And at the end of the two weeks, I'm really no no far farther than I was at the beginning. But I just didn't stop. And since then, I've been able to pace uh, other people on their fitness tests. It took about a year and I really hammered down my time. And I was able to to do a lot more, uh, to run without wanting to die, yeah. you know. Um, uh, but... I pretty much only did that mile a day. Every once in a while, I would do like a 5K or something like that, but pretty much only did that mile a day. And then as we progressed, for the Air Force, the fitness test is a mile and a half. Mm. Um, so it's not as much as some of the other you know, branches. But you know, just being able to do that, I wanted to be, to be able to do that and to be able to run with people and to help them with their fitness test if they, if they wanted to. And that's worked out. So that's, that's been that's good. Cool. I can at least you know, be like, Hey, do you want to go run? And then, um, you know, be helpful in some way. Yeah. Which is awesome. I mean, that's for me, it was one of those, I just, once again, I got too big after my foot injury a couple of years, four years ago, I, I used every excuse I could not to, to get back into my fitness and running. And finally this year, I'm like, I'm just doing it again. I need to start running. So I think in February, I was happy to basically finish a 5k in like less than an hour. And now I'm like, you know what I think my best so far is like four and a half miles in less than an hour. So now you're knocking it out. So, you're every, I feel like every day you're posting like these massive, you know, improvements. Yeah. And I, that's so encouraging for people because if you just stick to it. Yes. And that's it. I mean, that's it. All the only reason that I can run is because I've done it every day. I mm-hmm. never would have thought. And I've probably, I, when I start five years ago, I probably weighed 154. And now I probably weigh 129. Yeah. Um, and I would attribute most of that weight loss to running. I'm five six, so it's not. Yeah. I. I it, it is a. It's a. De- it's a decent amount to lose over that long of a period of time. But I think that it it really helps. You know, especially with just everything, the muscles that build in your legs. It's just cool things that happen. Like mm-hmm. my ankles shrunk. I didn't expect my ankles to shrink. <laughs> <laughs> or like there's times where you just, you like poke your thigh and you're like, oh my God, like that's pretty hard. Like that's yeah. pretty good. There's that's some solid. muscles in there. Yeah. Yeah. And I just like those moments. Like, oh, yeah. Or just being able, if you go and you run with somebody and you're able to talk, and they're kind of like, why are you talking to me? <laughs> like, yeah. I can't. I'm trying to breathe and not die. That kind of makes you feel like, oh, I've improved. Um, yeah. Oh, I agree. And that was the hardest part for me was the breathing. Because for me, it's like one of those a lot of people. I smoked until three years ago. Um, mm. uh, the end of this month will be my three-year anniversary of, of quitting smoking. Oh, I've crazy. had asthma my entire life. So don't ask me the question on why I was smoking. I mean, it's one of those <laughs> questions that really I've been asking myself for many years. But I've had asthma most of my life. Then I'm an, I was a smoker. And now all of a sudden it's like, you know, 
it felt like almost for like the first year of quitting smoking that my lungs got worse. Oh, really? And I've heard other people say that and they say a lot of that is because a lot of that crap that's in your lungs is finally like breaking free and kind of, you know, they're clearing out a little bit and healing. So all of a sudden it's like, you know, this year I'm pushing it and it's like all I can breathe. And that was my biggest thing on a lot of times I could, I would run hard and I felt like I could still run, but my lungs are like, no, you can't. But the rest of my body, but now I'm finally getting to a point where my lungs are you know, cause I just push, I keep pushing myself and actually my, my, my coach keeps telling me to slow down. So, but <laughs> she's like, you're pushing a little hard. You're going to, you know, push yourself to an injury. I'm like, but I feel so much better when I'm running. So yeah, the, when I first started, I would wheeze mm-hmm. and it sounded like, you know, breathing through a straw and I'd never smoked. I've never ever. And, uh, so that was just being unfit. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, but I, you know, I, it's not to say that I didn't do stuff. Like i I did boxing and I love, I love that. I love Muay Thai and mm-hmm. getting involved in, in that kind of thing. But just the, the aerobic strength <laughs> wasn't there. I did, you know, just too, just couldn't get the breath. But now I tell you the, the 10 minute mile sweet spot of that's usually what I can do. So if I, I run pretty much four miles every day and it takes me anywhere between 36 to 40 minutes. Um, usually the first mile is the fastest because I don't stop to pick up trash because that's, um, for the run streakers association, um, you're supposed to run one mile and you're not supposed to stop. Um, so I don't collect trash from the first mile. So Mm -hmm. that's just, so I try to make that usually my fastest one. And then usually it takes me about 10 minutes for the additional miles just because I'm stopping or I'm looking or I'm having to go through trash or something or go through grass. Yeah. Um, but you know, all that's all that's good, and it's still you. You can still tell how hard your heart is working if you wear a you know watch or heart rate monitor or something like that, which are pretty darn valuable. Yeah, they are. I mean, I've got a I've got the Fitbit, and actually for Father's Day, I just upgraded to the four, the Charge Four, which has active minutes in it, which is a whole new thing that my old one didn't. That tells me when when it'll start vibrating when my heart hits like active zones. Like showing cool. that I'm, you know, in the right spot. So that's kind of when I'm running is I try and keep that in the active zone. So if I start to, you know, slow down too much, you know, we're all of a sudden, okay, I ran, I need to like catch my breath, you know. And that's one thing I've really noticed is that for a long time, it was like I had spots picked out on my route that this is where I would stop and catch my breath, you know, my run. And now all of a sudden those spots, I've completely blown them out and I just go until I can't breathe. And then it's like, you know, I, I, I walk for a second but just enough to catch my breath and then take off running again. So, and it's, you know, and like you said, I've been noticing a lot of, you know, of, you know, four miles in an hour, I was just ecstatic. And then the other, like the other day, I think I did four miles in under 50 minutes and I'm like, okay, so I've dropped 10 minutes and I'm like, that was only like three weeks ago that I was excited about four in an hour. And now I've dropped 10 minutes off that. So it's just like, you know, yeah. So it's a lot of pushing, but you know, like I said, my, my coach keeps telling me, she's like, don't push more than four, four miles. She's like, you know, anything more than four miles, you know, go drop your pace way back to, you know, go for more the, the, the walking kind of hiking. She, you know, she's like, you don't want to keep pushing too hard over, you know, four miles because you're going to start hurting things. Like, eh. Yeah. Well, the problem is your bones too, right? The, that's something people will ask me, Hey, how do I get started in run streaking? And, uh, you know, what advice do you have? Usually what I say is if you don't run, um, if you haven't run regularly, like you have a, don't have a base, then just stick to one mile and do some other stuff 
so that you feel like, because sometimes people are like, ah, it's just one mile, but then they, they will increase it too fast and their bones mm -hmm. can't handle it. And, you know, they break their leg or you know, something crazy like that happens. Uh, have you seen uh, Eddie Izzard? Do you know that comedian? Yeah. Okay. Have you seen him run his marathons? No, I haven't. It's so, it's awesome. So he did, uh, he, he's done it a few times, um, but he had no running background. He just said, mentally, I'm going to push myself to do this. So had never, he went and saw his friend that was a doctor and his doctor friend was like, Hey, uh, this is a bad idea. Um, <laughs> he, he, so what he did was he ran, I think 30 some marathons in 30 days. He was doing like a marathon a day. Um, and yeah, it was, uh, he did one for Nelson Mandela. Uh, he did one for, uh, something else in the UK. I'd have to look. But there's, it's all, all on YouTube and it's amazing. At, at one point, he, um, oh, he gets really sick and his organs, I guess, started to shut down and had to stop. He eventually went back and was able to finish it. But yeah, it's, it was so. You have to amazing. look that one up. He's yeah. really it's amazing what your body can do and what you can push it to do. I know that's one thing I, I tell people because my very first marathon, I told myself. 12 years ago when I was running like every day and I was doing six or seven miles a day and I'd done a couple halves. I'm like, before my 40th birthday, I'm doing a full marathon. Then like what, three years ago? Yeah, because I'm 42. So three years ago, all of a sudden it's like, hey, your 40th birthday is in December. And I'm like, uh, I'm 280 pounds. Well, guess I better sign up for this marathon. And everyone I knew is like, you're an idiot. And I'm like, whatever. I told myself I'd do this before I was 40. So I'm going to, and I was literally two, I think I was 275. And wow. I did the marathon six days before my 40th birthday. It took me nine and a half hours. Did it. But I did it. And it was one of those things. And everyone's like, that was a stupid choice. And I'm like, it was. It really was. It was something I should have never put my body through. But I did it anyway. You know, and now I'm I'm at that brain power where I'm like, I want to. I did another one last year in June where I, I, I did it in eight. So I, I cut an hour and a half off. But I still was too big. And I'm like, I need to do a good one. I was supposed to redo it again this June. And I wanted to be under seven, but yeah. you know, well, eventually I'll get another half or full marathon in, but I've only the furthest I've done is a half marathon. And that's one, one of the first places where, um, real, I think that was about two years into my run streaking where I said, there's you, when you run, you are only racing against yourself. Mm -hmm. There's no, there is no, I'm going to be the fastest or the best, um, because I think I was half, I was at the halfway point at this half marathon and there were people that had already circled and were about to finish. Yeah, like they had yeah. doubled my pace. And I was just like, well, one of them's in a dinosaur outfit. So I'm, this is, <laughs> yeah. I must yeah. be slow. <laughs> um, so you just have to just keep trying to improve for yourself. You know, people get really hung up because they don't have five, six minute miles. But if my fastest mile, I think is, uh, 655. Oh, that's pretty good. And I couldn't do that now. That's like a one off, you know, really. I ran a mile and a half in like 10, 10, 20 or something like that. But I have to train for stuff like that to really push. Yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah. People should not get upset if they aren't as fast. If they're doing it, it is so much more than what most people. Yes. Are willing to do. <laughs> Even if you only do a 10th of a mile and you walk the rest, that's amazing. I try to give as many thumbs up and waves to people when uh, when I'm running 
They probably think I'm crazy, but you know, I just want to be supported. And, and that's me. I, I, I love that because I've always been that one. Like, you know, when I'd go out, because I've done a lot of the Spartan races and a lot of that stuff. And I would tell people all the time, you know, because I was a bigger guy doing these. And they're like, you know, why are you doing this? I'm like, because I'm going to finish it. And everyone's like, you know, you're never going to get first. I'm like, I don't care. I'm going to finish it because if you really want to go with the, who am I beating? I'm beating everybody that didn't get off the couch and do it. Yeah. So, you know, and I'm beating the person I was yesterday because I didn't do this yesterday. So, and that's me. I just want it for me all the time. It's like, you know, I keep looking at, you know, everything I've done since February and everyone's like, you know, well, look at this person. They're faster. I'm like, I don't care. I'm faster than I was last week. So, yeah. you know, <laughs> so much work. Like yeah. I, it's funny and it's never the people that are doing anything yes. that are telling you who's faster because anybody that knows how much work it is would just think it's amazing. I mean, even to lose 10 pounds is such an astonishingly difficult task. Mm -hmm. No, it is. Uh, I just, people should be so much more proud of themselves than they are. <laughs> oh. Things are so hard. <laughs> I agree so much. I mean, I, I've, I'm in a group on, on Facebook that actually, I, I, one of my friends started called Survivors. And it's basically where like everyone's like, what is Survivors? I'm like, just, it's positivity. We're, yeah. we're giving everyone credit. And I have a lot of people that are like, oh, I wish I can do what you do. It's like, don't compare yourself to what I'm doing. I'm a different person. My body's built differently than yours. And I have had, luckily enough, because of my work, I've had time for the last few months to go out and do all this running. You know, and I mean, I'm built different than everyone. So, I mean, for anyone to expect to do the weight loss I did since February, you, it, it's not realistic. It's not realistic that I did it. I just happened to get lucky. Like everything, the stars aligned perfectly to where I could do everything just right to drop 60 pounds in what, five months. So that's, that's amazing. I know, but it's not a normal. And I have a lot of friends that are like, Oh, I can never do that. And I'm like, no, but you can do what's best for you. You know, you're going to be able to do, you know, just because you can't do what I did doesn't mean that you shouldn't do, you know, what's best for you. So yeah. whatever, whatever's best, whatever you want to do, you know, and that's just, I think I do, I have met people that don't want to exercise in public. They don't want to, you know, they're just, they don't want, they feel like they're going to be made fun of in some way. And I, I try to reiterate this as much as possible. I've never been in a gym. I've never been in a, uh, on a track or out running where I've thought, oh, that person shouldn't be running. I've, I've always, no matter how slow they could be crawling and I would just be like, awesome job. Like yep. you're, you're amazing. You're out there and you're doing it. It's you're trying. That's, yeah. that's all you can ask for is, I mean, to try, I mean, you know, you really see a lot of these people that are like, Oh my God, I wish I could be like them. And it's like, you know, honestly, you go back and you look at a lot of those people. There's a lot of people that I've looked up to for years that all of a sudden you look at a picture of them and it's like, Oh wow, they were, they were a lot bigger 10 years ago. It's like, well, yeah, they dedicated. And like you said, every day you get up and you go run. You know, and yeah. it's just that consistency of doing something over and over again to where you get better. Yeah. The way that, so, um, I do run in the morning. I run, uh, it's one of the first things I do. Um, I don't eat. So I don't eat before I run. Um, and then usually, I usually don't eat until around noon anyway, but I'll go out and then do, do the miles. Mm -hmm. And what's interesting to me, and I, I don't advocate this for anybody else because if, I don't know how safe it is or, or what it really means. But it's always interesting to me that I can go and run for four miles without having any food in me from probably six o'clock the night before, you know, how, how far can my body be pushed and have yeah. it still function? Um, I get that one. 
Because I'm that way. If I get up and I'm going to do a run in the morning, I usually will not eat because I'm not a morning eater. Um, I'm more of a noon, like you said, a lunch eater. Um, so I, I, I have to have my coffee. Um, so I do put like I, I use a premier protein, which is a protein drink that I use to sweeten my coffee instead of, you know, creamer, mm. you know, so because it's a lot better for me. But so I do that. But that's usually all I will have to like noon. So I'll go out and run. You know, and I'll go out and do Spartans. I've done a full beast but on an empty stomach. And people are like, you're an idiot. And I'm like, I'm just not hungry. And if I eat, I'm going to get nauseous. And then I'm going to puke in the middle of the race. And I don't want that. <laughs> I, want that. I used to get like side stitch, the yeah. cramp. Mm-hmm. I ate that. That's that's the worst. Yeah. So and I, as I, my muscles got stronger from the running and also from not eating a, a lot before I ran, I think that made a big difference. Um, but my... Uh, so for my 2000th day of running in a row, I plan on running 20 miles Nice. and I've never ran 20 miles before. I've, the farthest I've ran is a half, half marathon. Um, so we'll see how it goes. Nice. Uh, <laughs> my, my hope is to get some other people involved and maybe they can, you know, put, they can go on Instagram and they can put my username in and tell me that they ran a mile. I can throw that up in my story. And then we can get a whole bunch of people that have their first run streak day, you know, and maybe they can continue because yeah. as soon as you do it one day, right, that's day that's, one. Yeah, that's day one. Um, and I th- just thought that kind of would be a cool thing. I've been trying to figure out what I would what to do. And uh, originally I wanted to run with a bunch of people, but obviously that's not a good idea right now, yeah. maybe for day 3000. But typically on the so for day one, my 1000th uh, streak day, I ran 10 miles. Um, and then, so I just thought, okay, 20 for 2000. And the thing is though, for 10 miles, you don't really need to eat along the way, but for 20, you should have something because, you know, my body will start to break down and I don't have a whole clue how to do that. I'm going to buy some stuff and I'm going to look into it for, for how much, but I plan to do it all at once and, um, pick up trash along the way. And then at the end of every mile, I'll take a, a video and then throw that up on my Instagram nice. at the end of it. And that's one thing I will say is I have learned over the years is never try eating something for the first time while yeah. you're running. Because if it does bad things to your tummy, it's sometimes hard to find a place to, yeah. Um, <laughs> That'd be a heck of a way to celebrate. <laughs> yeah. So no, what I found actually, what I use all the time now, and it's my new go-to is I uh, wraps. I, I buy, I've got these really good like um, spinach wrap that I buy and then I just put you know basically make a sandwich in the spinach wrap roll it up and it's nice and compact you know and it doesn't matter if it gets squished like a sandwich because it's just in a wrap and yeah. I wrap it up and it's just you know usually like a little bit of you know a, a nice lean lunch meat you know whatever a nice cheese that I like and you know I might throw something else in just for a little bit of flavor wrap it in the, the spinach and I put it in a ziploc bag and it's nice and compact and I can grab it and I can can actually eat it while I'm still running yeah, that's a good idea. Maybe I'll try that. I was thinking honey too, because I I used to do that. I would have a little bit of honey for a longer run, um, but I'm just going to have to look into it and uh, figure it out and try it a few days before. But I've yeah. only got 11 days left, so yeah, you're almost there. I say, I mean, for the the you know on the podcast, we can definitely you know promote it and all that stuff and you know get people. I mean, that might not even be a bad idea. Start our own little group of run streak and you know get the the one mile a day. I mean, I'm. I'm shooting for what 175 miles this month. So I mean, you know, it's amazing. I've only 
I think my farthest is probably 120 in a month. And I remember when it was really hard to get to 100 because I use Nike, uh, the Nike app mm-hmm. and um, they give you a little badge when you hit 100 days of running in a month. And I'd be like, Oh, I'd be so close. Now I do four miles every day. It's easy. But uh, like the, I, 175 miles in a month. There's a, a person on my, um, that I follow on Instagram that runs, he did like 270, 290 last month. I go, ah, you're so amazing. But like, yeah. that's, I, I mean, so it's so much of your day. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's so much of your body. It's just amazing that you're so dedicated. So that's super cool. I want to, I'm excited. It's interesting because the hard part for me was is because this month, or in June, I screwed up, and all of a sudden, on like the Saturday with four days left in the month, I'm looking at my because I keep a spreadsheet because I only count like you know some people are like oh you know how many miles your Fitbit says you walk no 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 I only count when I actually go out of the house and go walk you know because yeah. the Fitbit sometimes will say I've walked seven miles and I all I've done is teach all day because I pace yeah so. You know, so it's, I only count when I actually go run and I like look, did a, you know, the math and I'm like, I'm 45 miles short and there's four days left in the month. So I had to do pretty much, you know, almost a half marathon every day for four days just so I could make sure. And the last one I did, I started my office at the AGC building in Seattle, um, which was why I was teaching that day. And I went up and I was going to run around the lake twice. Well, I took a weird turn and I'm like, oh, you know, I passed the Fremont Bridge and I'm like, oh, I'll just go. The next bridge is only like a half a mile up, right? No, no, no. The Ballard Bridge is another two miles up. Oh, no. So I end up doing just like the way I went around and then I'm like, okay, well, I'm already off track. So, you know, I went up and visited the troll and, you know, ran around while I was doing that. So I end up doing 12 miles just by doing random things running around Seattle <laughs> on the last so, day. We have the same, I think we have the same type of thought process <laughs> because it's just the extreme. How can we make this more extreme? And uh, I remember, so this happens fairly regularly. I'd say, let's say like once a month, somebody will stop me for directions. Mm-hmm. And it's usually within the first mile. And that's the danger zone because that means I have to repeat. Um, I, because if I stop, you have to start I don't consider it for the streak. Um so I've had people stop me when I was literally at 0.98. So, you know, 10 seconds away from, from the mile and I would stop and give them directions, then redo after you run two miles that day. Uh, but it's just the, yeah, like, it's just exactly what you're saying. You just, well, it's not done. So I got to keep going. I can't yeah. just say, well, it's, it's done because it's not really done in my head. It's not really done. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's me. So it's just what I have to do. Like, you know, if I said this is what I was going to do and it was like, everyone's like, you know, if you only did 130, I don't think that's a problem. I'm like, but I told myself I'd do 150. So I got to get that, you know, I got to yeah. get there. So it's been, it's been fun though. I mean, it's been interesting, you know, finally getting that. I forgot how much I actually enjoyed running. Cause like I said, like 10, 12 years ago, I started doing it, but then I had a knee injury. So I stopped. And then I got big and then I started doing it again and then I shattered my foot and, you know, so I stopped and then I, you know, I got fat and then I'm like, okay, I just don't want to do it anymore. And now all of a sudden, now that I've dropped all the weight and fixed my diet issues, you know, I don't just sit on the couch eating potato chips all day. So, you know, (laughs) I love potato chips, but they'll take you down. Oh, they will. They will. They will. So, yeah. All right. And now we're going to take a quick pause so we can hear from our sponsors. Does your business need first aid, AED, OSHA, flagging, or other safety training? James Safety Services is your one-stop shop. Find them on Facebook today at James Safety Services WA and ask for a quote on hosting your training needs. And we're back. No, it's awesome to see, to see you do it. Like I said, I think, you know, you know, maybe if you want, we will, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely... 
put a link to your, you know, Instagram and everything. I'm going to post this online and all that stuff so that people can, you know, find you and follow you on. Cause like I said, I, I love seeing it every day. It's, it's just a huge, you know, huge thing to see every day, a motivation of they, yep, she did it again today. So. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you for looking at it. I, you know, it would, it would be awesome if people, you know, ran a little bit, even if they picked up like one piece of trash while they Mm -hmm. ran. My trash streak is 138 days. Um, and of course it's got to be a streak, right? Because I can't, (laughs) can't do anything that's not in streak fashion. Um, but that would be awesome if people started a run streak and then, you know, picked something up along the way. I think that would be super cool. So yeah, yeah, I appreciate it. Definitely. So, yeah, no. Yeah. Like I said, that's kind of what got me into the idea of, you know, reaching out to you to, you know, come on to the show. Cause I'm like, you know, I kept seeing it and I'm like, you know, this is, the, the, this is really cool. So, yeah. 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 I appreciate it. Thank you for having yeah. me. Oh, yeah. Like I said, it's just weird to, I, I thought it'd be a little weird though. Cause it's like, yeah, I, I know you as Brandon, but now, you know, <laughs> like, well, that's all right. Yeah. We can all have, we, <laughs> yeah, you can have whatever name you want. It's like, you know, I've had a few people ask why. And I'm just like, you know, well, Mike James is so common. Yeah. And when you're doing comedy and stuff like that, you want people to remember you. So it was kind of like, you know, I finally went away from the Mike James and went with Brandon Valentine, but which is my mom's main name is Valentine. So and my middle name's Brandon. So I feel like you look like a Brandon Valentine. It yeah, works. It does. So, yeah, like I said, I mean, it's a family name still. Like I said, my mom's main name's Valentine. So it's still a family name. So, yeah, but, I'm excited for comedy in oh. person to start coming back. Uh, oh, yeah. Which we the first show coming back for, you know, my other personality, Brandon, for Renerdish podcast, we have the, you know, the Cole Street Brewery on August 5th. Yeah. So as long as nothing happens and, the, yeah. you know, we don't go backwards on anything, August 5th, we will be doing, you know, social distancing, everything we're supposed to, you know, we will be following the guidelines, but we we should have our first show back. So, I think, yeah, I think it's and you'll be, be awesome. hosting. Yeah, I'm super excited that. The, you know, it's been so long. I've done a lot of Zoom shows and Instagram shows. I've gotten to do stuff and meet people in different countries. Oh, that, that's cool. It's been awesome. I've done Zoom shows in South Africa, like a couple of them. Wow. And it's just so neat to see the same jokes work, you know, or, or to meet different people and to see that things, you just see different types of comedians. That I, I just, I really enjoyed that aspect of all this, you know. Yeah. Um, but I am excited for it to be back in person again. That- I, I am too. I mean, and that has been one of the things that's been one thing that's come out of this pandemic is it's really changed a lot of the way some of us look at things. For me, it's kind of, I haven't done comedy on, I've done the one, you, you saw the one debate that I did. And that was a little different because I can still see who I'm debating with, but it, there's still no audience. And that's what makes it, it's like, you don't know how the audience is really hitting. So it's kind of, it's yeah. weird. But, you know, I, I don't know, but for like my work, cause you know, I'm in occupational safety and health and I teach, um, a lot. And so most of my classes have gone to zoom. So I teach wow. a lot of zoom classes, um, doing OSHA 10 and OSHA 30 classes, trying to teach those through zoom is really weird, but, yeah. <laughs> um, okay. but yeah. it's been interesting. I, I've got to finally a few now that we're kind of, we're out of some of the phases, as long as we follow the, the social distancing guidelines where we can do them in person, but it's, it's still different, you know? I wonder if we will have to wear masks while we hold the microphone. I'm I'm fine with that, but I yeah. just I'm just curious at where we'll. I'm not sure we'll where we'll be at, so I think we might have to. But I, I I know it's you know I mean that's one thing where I've had issues like with the teaching is it's really hard for people to understand when you're wearing a mask sometimes. So yeah. I've I've pretty much told everyone that when we set up the classrooms, I want them. You know, I want to be at least ten feet away from them because I want to be able to you know pull my mask down 
so that while I'm talking, they can understand me, you know, and then I always wear the, the gaiters. So that as soon as I walk within closer, I can grab the gator and pull it up. Yeah. But it's, you know, but the place that I go and teach, I do most of my teaching at the AGC building. And I mean, as soon as I'm done with the class, they come through and it's almost like, you know, CDC coming through and just wiping the whole place down and, you know, cleaning everything, including the pens, everything down. So, um, yeah. That's wonderful. Yeah. My, I go to a hospital for physical therapy and I have to wear a mask. Yeah. Uh, a physical therapist wears a mask too, but, um, oh, I probably, I think that you have to now, but two weeks ago you didn't have to. And there were people in there in a hospital that weren't wearing masks yeah. that were just there for physical therapy. What are you like? Have you not seen the news? Yeah. Let me hand yeah. you this paper. <laughs> what are you doing? Um, uh, maybe, I don't know. I guess some people, uh, have like, you know, there's a lot of issues that come along with the people that don't want to people that can't. Um, I just hope everybody's safe and we're not spreading oh, things. I'm trying I to do so. my part. I barely left the house, except, <laughs> you know. Well, and, and I have, like I said, I have the gators and I actually have, there's one in every car. And then I have one that's in my jacket pocket in case I, for whatever reason, lose the one that's in the car. Um, and I, like I said, I really like the gators. Can I put them around my neck and then I can just pull it up? Because when I run, I'll keep the gator on. Yeah. Because it's really, I mean, I've, like I said, I've had asthma and everything else throughout my life. So trying to run with a full mask on, it gets very, very annoying <laughs> and hard yeah. to breathe. So, hard but if I can just have to grab the mask and pull it up occasionally, because when I was running through Seattle, there was a few people that were like, oh my God, I'm going to get within six feet. And it's like, okay, I can pull up the mask because we're going to be within six feet. But most of the time I'm running, like here, I'm on a trail where there's, you know, there's plenty of room for me to get, you know, six feet away from people. So, but yeah, I, I'm one of those. I have no problem wearing it, you know, when I go into a store, when I go anywhere else, because even if they're wrong, yeah, well, it's, it's wh- no, what's it no really problem hurting? for me to throw that mask on, yeah. you know, I and have, I have, I have a lot of people, well, what if they're wrong? Then you've worn a mask. Yeah. Who cares? It's not a big deal. <laughs> we can all do this. And yeah. I mean, I don't know. I can see. Uh, I I used to I wear a mask when I like cut the grass and mm-hmm. do things like that. And I don't know if you like if you use like an N95 or an N100 yeah. something like that. You, even after wearing something that's that thick, and you can still if you blow your nose afterwards, you can still see dirt and grass and grime and you know from a yeah. OSHA standpoint, like it's still still getting up in there. So I can see how we can spread things. Oh yeah. Without. Oh yeah, completely. So. All right. Well, this has been a blast. Thank you for having me. Oh, anytime. And like I said, I can't wait. I'm really, you know, excited to see you in a month. Um, Do comedy out at Cole Street. So um, and thank you for doing this. Like I said, I know it was kind of when I first reached out, I'm like, oh, by the way, um, my real name's Mike James. And I want want you on my (laughs) my non comedy podcast. (laughs) So which I do need to get you on one of my other shows. So I think it'd be fun to have you on one of the other ones. So. Um, all right. Well, thank you for everything. And, um, yeah, we will, we will have to, we will talk soon. Yeah. Thank you very much. If you want, you can follow me at Ash Goodermuth. Um, and I hope to see you soon. I'll see you in August. You thank will. You again. And then it's spelled G U T E R M U T H, right? That is correct. Okay. Yes. Just want to make sure the listeners can find it. Like I said, we will make sure there's a, a tag on there so people can find you. So, all right. Perfect. All, all right. right. Have a good day. You too. <laughs> One last question before you hang up. We sometimes use the video and put a uh, YouTube up. Is that okay with you too? Uh, yeah. Okay. I just want to make sure I've, I've put, put lip gloss on and drank water. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I normally, 
I usually don't set up the, the meetings. It's actually the, the other guy, Don. He usually sets everything up for me. So he usually talks to people about that. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I didn't say anything about the fact that we might put this up as a video. So I just some people have an issue. They're like, oh, my voice is fine, but I don't want, you know. Yeah. So. I don't think I have any. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that's fine. All right. Perfect. All right. Well, thank you very much. And I, I will. We will talk soon. Okay. See you. Thanks for having me. Yep. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the BeastNet podcast. If you haven't done it yet, find us on Facebook. Like and share the podcast. Give us a review on iTunes or Spotify. All these things will help to expand the show in the future. Don't forget to subscribe and let us know what you think and what you'd like to hear. Yeah.